Join me today to discuss what makes the perfect Amazon listing. We're going to look at the Amazon listing process step by step to actually see where we can make changes, how we can make improvements and not make the same mistakes as everybody else. Join me, e-commerce Emma, where I will be discussing all matters e-commerce, digital and social marketing, giving you the skills to thrive online. So if you're an Amazon guru, Shopify newbie, or just looking at increasing sales online, join me each week. I will have content for everyone. E-commerce is my business. I look forward to connecting with you. Hi folks, welcome back to another podcast. So each week I'm going to try and do something that's a bit more specific towards e-commerce, but also marketing and SEO. Um, So I appreciate that lots of businesses do one or the other. Um, I'm trying to do both um, because I don't really think, like with sales and marketing, you can't really have one without the other. And the kind of core skills that businesses need in order to grow online, um, they don't come separate, unfortunately. Um, So that's really going to be my focus. Um, There'll be like a sort of a generic tricky business um, content on a Monday at nine o'clock as always, which can be applied to many different things. But because I do a lot of Amazon training and do a lot with Etsy as well, then I want to kind of specifically target those kind of sectors as well. And also other areas, things like LinkedIn and Pinterest and those sorts of things. So that kind of content is going to go out on a Wednesday and that's what I'm planning on doing going forward. So enough of that, let's get into it. Um, So creating the perfect Amazon listing. A lot of the content that I'm going to go through here can be applied to Etsy or it can be applied to other e-commerce sites and also other things that we might do online. So YouTube, for example, when we're talking about different things where in terms of content or information or, you know, defining your market or, you know, knowing what your niche is or who just knowing who your customer is and targeting your copy in a particular way to that audience. So I want to run through quite a few things for this. It's probably going to be longer than most of the usual podcasts. It's quite a lot of content to go through and a lot of information to explain. So let's get into it. So what makes a perfect Amazon listing? So like with anything, the key in any business transaction is to create a long-term relationship. So with Amazon, it's going to be difficult because customers rarely understand that many suppliers are third party. However, there are a number of ways to get your message across to reach the greatest number of people. For this, you need to be aware and to consider what people look for in a listing. So you might be surprised, and obviously we know that not everybody is the same with their buying habits. So this is the idea among sellers that buyers look at bullet points and photos only, nothing else. But this isn't true. Uh, For every buyer, this is different. I think maybe this is a point that was maybe made by Amazon at some point, because I know from my point of view, the way that I've run my e-commerce businesses in the past, and I know many, many resellers and normal sellers do the same. And even when I'm looking at people's listings on Amazon the last couple of days or so, I'm seeing the same thing. Literally, no one's putting any information in the description box. When actually that became a key ranking factor in July of last year, in 2019. Um, So whether it it wasn't seen as so important before and now it is, who knows. But um, you do have a thousand character limit for your description. And I'm going to get into a lot of detail about the description later on. 
But one of the main things that people seem to struggle with is this idea that um, they've got like a basically a blank page and they don't know what to say. So they might have said a lot of the main selling points and the bullet points and think, oh, well, the description's kind of the same thing. I'm just going to leave it. And that's a big, big mistake. Um, it's this idea, like with most algorithms for most processes that we're looking at, like I say, whether it's YouTube, whether it's eBay, whether it's a different thing here, there and everywhere, you know, when we're looking at keywords or tagging things for something, if those tags aren't the same as the title, then it also automatically raises a red flag because, you know, the whatever system you're actually using thinks, oh, well, maybe it's not about the same thing after all. And um, whereas actually you have to kind of like reiterate that information regularly. You know, the title is the title. The bullet points are the bullet points. The description has to be what the other things are. In the back end keywords on an Amazon listing, for example, you would want to include all the keywords from the title, the description and the bullet points, and then plus any extras you wanted to put in there as well. Like say it was a special occasion, like Father's Day or Mother's Day, Easter, etc. You might stick that in the back end there, um, because then that can stay there essentially. I mean, you can take it out, you know, throughout the year perhaps, um, but you don't necessarily have to change the front of the listing. And obviously those things rank just as well. And it's this idea about having the SEO words, keywords, key phrases at the beginning of any title or description, partly because people are going to see it first, but also because when we're looking at the algorithm, that's going to pick it up first as well. So these are some of the things that we need to consider, isn't it? Um, so some people are going to go through your listing with a fine tooth comb. Um, and others are going to quickly look at photos and the rest will look at the listings, reviews, photos and more. Everyone's going to be different. Depends on how much time they've got, doesn't it? If they're just having a quick look on their lunch hour, then they're probably not going to look at it in great detail. Um, if they're anything like me, they'll look at the price, they'll look at the information that's given. Um, you know, do you trust that person is often something that I think. Um, you know, what are we actually going to get through the door? Depending on the item. Um, or are we just going to stick with the main brand and just buy from them because we trust them? You know, it's all these things we need to put into place really so we should never get second guess our customers or our actions because they are everything to us in the end but i think a lot of amazon sellers do do this um and and it's also not necessarily a lazy thing but it's this idea that we've got a new listing you don't want to spend all day doing it and it it ends up being a bit of a rush job um so for example a lot of amazon sellers will, will presume the bullet points are most important when actually recent changes like i've just said um show that all the factors are just as high ranking in effect and i think they've kind of put this into place in the algorithm because they know that people are shortchanging customers they know that they're not giving them as much information as they should do and therefore they're not going to rank their actual item or product as high as they might have done if they'd have filled in all the information it's like when we're selling on ebay it's the same thing you know if you're not selecting those categories you're not going to be placed in the higher element of that are you um, and the same with anything else you're not you're basically not playing by the rules most of these businesses and companies you know um, customer service is everything you know amazon has built its business on that and there's a very famous quote that jeff bezos actually spoke about and it's in relation to sony and how they built their business after the war in japan and, and it was this thing of like they didn't just want their company their country their company to be known as being good for customer service they wanted it to be a generic thing nationwide um because obviously pre-war times japan um was like the sort of i don't know modern day china stroke taiwan of today whereby all the cheap stuff came from there the cheap manufacturing the cheap everything and obviously when things are cheap it's cheap in every way isn't it both in cost and in quality and the product or whatever it happens to be so so the director of that business of sony at the time after 1945 
made a point of being different. Jeff Bezos has taken on the same kind of protocol, if you like, and he's done the same thing with Amazon. You know, he wants customer services, everything. Customers not happy, you know, they can take it back, they can change it, they can give their opinion, they can do whatever they want to do. Um, and a lot more businesses need to take that on board because that is kind of apparent. But obviously, if when you're creating an Amazon listing and you're leaving a whole section out, then it's just not going to do you any favours at all, I'm afraid. Um, so yeah, so bullet points are main selling points. So they should highlight briefly some of the key things in your listing, but they're not going to be able to tell the customer everything. So you just want to, you know, think about the call to action. Do you want to think about, you know, why they should buy the product, what it's going to do for them, how it's going to change their life, how it's going to benefit them. And obviously give that in a very succinct kind of way and then save all the other meteor bits of information for that thousand character limit. And they're giving you this option of writing so much that you need to take use of all those characters, really. So that's something that you should be doing if you're not doing already. Um, so the description is highly important as well that is probably the best way i can kind of surmise this little section just now i apologize if my voice is a bit croaky um i'm having drinks in between these sections um but i think it's just a, a nature of talking a lot um so it just gets a little bit crackly um but anyway we'll move on so what's that amazon product niche that's the next thing we want to talk about so it's about marketing to a particular area of people so when I talk about niche, we're talking about your defined customer. Think very clearly about your product. Who are you focusing on? Who is the ideal customer? Realistically, if you had to choose just kind of like one section of society, um, then, you know, you need to kind of hone in on that. And I'll explain later why. So you need to have this personal group of people in mind, front and center, when you create this listing. While there will be other types of people who may buy your product, this will come as a result of accurate targeting to your prime audience straight away. So by this, I mean create specialist copy targeted to that audience. Think about that actual person. If need be, think about that person like sitting opposite you in a meeting. What do they look like? How many children have they got? Where do they live? What's their job? Etc. Etc. So don't worry about creating a small audience and it being too niche. If you, mar if you target your market properly, um, you're not going to be, it's not going to have a polarizing effect that nobody else will buy it. Um, but in the initial stages and the early stages, you need to think about your market, your niche and that person you want to target because, and then obviously the other customers will come from other areas. So let's say that you're selling like a baby product, for example, your target market there is probably going to be young mums. And then in association with that, over time, you're going to then get aunts and uncles and friends and grandparents who would also buy that product. But you need to target the, the market and the copy to that person initially because they're the ones that are going to buy the product in the main. OK, so how important is SEO and keywords? This is a super important topic, one that I never stop talking about, to be honest, because in all the things that I'm doing, this is how people are, are achieving better sales online. So keywords and phrases should obviously be used both in the back entry of listing and within core sections, such as your title, description, bullet points, etc. Keyword stuffing, on the other hand, shouldn't be. That's not going to do you any favours whatsoever. So we want to use keywords within titles and descriptions, which make sense and flow easily. So by all means, use certain keywords, definitely. But you don't want to just be lumping a whole load at the end of, of a title, for example, in the hope that it's going to get picked up. 
Um, in the end, it probably isn't. It's it doesn't read well, and like like I say, Amazon is a feel good machine. It it wants to put the right products that it feels are the best for that particular member of um you know that particular consumer for what they're particularly looking for based on those keywords and what they've actually entered but they're not but they're going to spot that pretty easily uh, that that's not necessarily a good thing to do um so you so basically um there will also be high search volume keywords and these are best avoided as your competition is going to be so much more um but if you use long tail keywords so they can often be uh, words or phrases um, that contain the original high search volume words, but they're much easier to target. Effectively, you can target both areas. So, for example, if um, I don't know if I wanted to buy a baby's dummy, for example, you know, the um, you know, the keyword might be just like baby's dummy and that might be searched for, I don't know, 10,000 times a day, for example. But if you were to write um I don't know, baby's dummy in pink or baby's dummy for girls or baby's dummy for such a thing, baby's dummy vegan or something like that. It's got it's got more adjectives within it, but it's also got the two main keywords that's got a much higher search volume. So the point is you would more likely to be found. It's the same thing with hashtags or other things that we might search for. It's the same kind of idea. You know, like if we're putting a post out on Instagram, I'm not going to write baby's dummy. I'm going to write baby's dummies made in Manchester, for example. And that's going to have much less search terms coming towards it. But like the same with Instagram as it is for all these other kinds of programs online um, it's this idea that you are going to stick around for longer so therefore your search and your rank will, will increase and your post or your product in this case will be shown to a greater number of people um, because it, it's not a fly-by-night thing you know I've, I've said it many times before when people are making chocolate for example they're just writing chocolate which has got 30 million search terms for it and therefore their product is never going to be never going to be seen is realistically it's ineffectual to even bother to write the word chocolate um if you write handmade chocolate or handmade chocolate in newcastle or handmade chocolate made in the uk you know they're all long term long tail keywords whereby all the core information is stays within it but it's about playing the algorithm game and having your listing stay up there for longer Another approach and one I use myself is to use key search terms in another language. So if you do a lot of business with a particular country or language, you might want to think about this. Um, particularly if you're in the UK, say, and, and your other market areas are going to be in Europe. So, you know, uh, obviously um, Germany is a very... Is probably one of the biggest marketplaces for Amazon. Uh, I know I sell a lot of products there, um, more so than the other European nations. Um, so I would more, well, I, I would and I do um, include German keywords as well within that, in the same context, in the same way that, you know, I might use um, like a few keywords within titles or descriptions. I wouldn't put that in the actual main title. I keep that as an English title. I don't do any sort of translations in terms of that. So it appears differently in different countries. Um, I found that my sales are good enough without having to do that. But in the back end of the listing, then I would definitely use other kinds of keywords. Um, and with some of the other European countries as well. And the same way when I'm selling on, say, um, Amazon Mexico or um, Amazon the States or Canada or wherever, you know, you would change some of your wording or maybe some of your spellings, I would say, um, for that kind of market area. I've done work myself through this business um, where I've worked with American people and I've been told and I quote my my work was littered with typos uh, when it wasn't because that's how we spell in England um, but obviously from their point of view 
and, and that was when I kind of first started out, it was this kind of idea that I needed to actually take a step back and obviously at the very least just change the spelling check on uh, my document because um, I didn't do that. And so we're both kind of right in this way. But, you know, that's one thing that I learned from my experience because um, I was a bit like, uh, what do you mean spelling mistakes? I don't have spelling mistakes. Um, so that's what they were talking about. Just a few kind of words that they would spell differently to me that what it wasn't obvious to me at that at the time. So it's like cultural differences, it's like different customs, different countries, different ideas, isn't it? So these are all things that we can do to increase our sales, both in the country we reside in and also across the world as well. Um, so it's different things like this that we want to think about, isn't it? Uh, so you want to use keywords within titles and descriptions which make sense and flow easily. Think about the kinds of keywords you want to target for. So there's going to be different things in terms of that there, isn't there? Um, the keywords you will want to use will differ depending on whether you are running a pay-per-click. So if you are actually running advertising campaigns on Amazon, if you are, then you're going to want to narrow down your keyword searches for a specific audience um, because otherwise it's going to um, target those words to every person that picks that up and therefore you're paying per click and you know they obviously def they define how much that pay-per-click is and obviously you've got more people but they're not they don't they're not necessarily searching for that exact product that you're offering then you know that's going to change your costings for sure um but also whether you're getting the right customers to your listing in effect What do I need to do to create my Amazon product title so it stands out? So one of the first things you need to consider is the difference between mobile and desktop viewing. Remember, please, that over 90% of sales now take place on mobile devices. Core product information should always be at the start of the, product, of the listing for both SEO and customer need. So the title will become truncated, i.e. it will only show a part of it on mobile devices. Anything between the 50th and the 80th character. So the start of the title needs to be strongest of all. The title should always read like a headline. So the customer wants to learn more about your product and therefore click on it. Realistically, you only have a short amount of time to make this happen before they move on to the next listing. I usually start with a generic description, followed by one of more detail and then the call to action. This always seems to work quite well. But again, you want to be able to give the core information to your customer, particularly on mobile. If the, if the price is showing and, you know, there's only part of a description, you know, the two need to kind of under, to kind of level up, if you like. So, for example, if you've got, say, a multi-pack of a particular item and therefore it's more expensive, um, if the customer just sees that, I don't know, it's Jaffa cakes and you're charging 10 times as much for just Jaffa cakes and they think it's just one packet, you need to make it clear at the beginning of that listing that it's a multi-pack of, say, 20 packets of Jaffa cakes um, and that will make the difference. You want people to look at the title and want to click on it to learn more about it. So it needs to be engaging and it needs to be compelling copy. Should I use keywords for a product description for Amazon in the title? Keywords where possible should be incorporated when the title of the listing. The prose and text should always have a natural look to it, i.e. No, no keyword stuffing. It should be readable where you are able to communicate clearly what the item is and why it should be bought. This is kind of like a repeat of what the information we've already kind of spoken about. But again, it's important that people understand where these keywords should actually be. Have it split down your title into three main sections. The main section, the first section should just say roughly what it is. 
Um, so nothing in particular detail. The second section is the most detailed and that has to go into detail of what it is, what it looks like, what colour it is, how many units you've got in that particular product and then your call to action. You know, remind somebody about why they should buy this item. Is it going to take them back to their childhood? Is it going to make their life easier? Is it going to save them time? Is it going to make their children happy? You know, whatever it is, that's the call to action. That's the reason to buy. And that is really, really important. What makes a great photograph for an Amazon listing? A number of things make a great photo for an Amazon listing, but generally well-lit photos in natural light, either with a white background and studio lights, or by using an app such as Lightroom, Erasaway, or Photofuse, which replaces the existing background with a bright white background. This enables your photos to stand out and is good for other sites as well, whereas a prerequisite for sites such as Google Shopping. There are, of course, many other apps available. These are just three which I know are very popular and well used um, by sellers. So a good mix up of close up photography, showing the item from different angles, using infographics and also lifestyle shots is always advised. There are many ways to do this. Um, I've always done my own photography personally, but I think it depends on the size and the type of product that you've actually got and what else you know, what, what somebody else can add to that. If you can afford professional photos to be taken, I would have them done because a photo tells everything. Um, frequently when I'm looking online at different e-commerce sites and different kinds of products, you know, I might be working with a particular customer like I'm at the moment and I'll look at all the other um, products that are in their kind of niche and, you know, they're currently a bestseller within a couple of their lines and, you know, they've got a bright white background and um, whereas the other people selling similar products haven't. It's very dark, it's very dreary, it's on brown cardboard or it's got some obscure background to it and um, that doesn't help. The white background really, really makes a product stand out and it kind of pops out of the screen at people so that they're more likely to buy it. And that's why it's kind of, you know, well regarded within Amazon. They they often um, specify that this is an absolute necessity, as we all know. Um, but, you know, there's lots of other factors that go into this as well. So that is why we always suggest, you know, having that white background on there. So what do we want to do in terms of creating bullet points for an Amazon listing? So the general consensus is to start with the bullet points off with capital letters, which gives the reader an idea of what each point is about. So be as descriptive as possible. So, for example, if we were putting the bullet points down, we might mention the colour, we might mention the size, the flavour, etc. And we just do that first keyword in, in capital letters, basically. So the person knows when they're reading it, right, that's what they're talking about. They're not looking for that information. Bearing in mind that people are scanning through these sites, through this information, and with only a matter of seconds on a listing. So if you're not pointing it out there as exactly what people are going to get, then people aren't going to be interested. So you want to try and keep within 200 characters per point. Um, no one wants too much detail. No one's going to read it for a start. Um, so stick to the same general framework. What problems does it solve? Why should I buy it? How will it make me feel? Will it improve my life? Does it save me time, etc., etc.? Put yourself in the buyer's shoes. This is the person you are targeting. This is the person you want to buy your product. This is what we're after. So, whilst other areas of the listing are important, so are the bullet points. Do your best to sell the key attributes of your listing in this section. So, what is the true benefit to the customer? Again, this comes into play with the thought and attention given to the niche you are targeting. Many of the factors which apply to your ideal customer will be evident within the copy and language you use throughout the listing. What needs to be included with, within the description of the Amazon listing? 
Now this area here, this is um, probably a lot more detailed and we're kind of coming nearly enough to the end of all the information we want to talk about. But again, as I said earlier, the description is something that people seem to be neglecting and have been neglecting for some time. Hence, Amazon putting into play these ideas within the algorithm and, you know, on how it appears in search and all the other things that happen. So this is what we need to think about. So this is the place essentially where you can format your listing in any way you wish, whether you will only have been able to write a little bit of the key elements of the product, the description gives you the ability to go into a lot more detail. It also gives us the opportunity to be the storyteller for our brand. Tell the customers about how you started, what your brand represents, what experience they can expect with your product. Introduce all that you and your brand represents. This kind of action can really set you apart from the competition. I've seen many businesses do this well, even as third-party sellers through Amazon but there has to be something which sets you apart. I've seen businesses give um, a percentage of their profits, for example, to charity, but the most successful ones have a great backstory where they can tell the customer in a lot of detail who they are, what they stand for, and most importantly, why they are doing this, why they're giving a percentage of their profits, what it means to them. You know, is there a family connection? Is there something else that people need to know about? It's all this kind of idea, isn't it? So customers love to support small independent businesses. So if you give them a cause, they can get behind it and they will love it. As a business, it gives, it gives you that human element. But as a brand, it makes you more believable and ultimately a reason to buy from your business. Amazon gives you those thousand characters. Make sure you use them. So story branding sets you apart from the competition. One prime example that I've seen of this in the US is a Black Rifle Coffee Company in the USA. They are a huge seller on Amazon in their own right. So they're a veteran-owned coffee company who employ ex-servicemen and women, as well as supporting service personnel, both currently serving and retired. Their, their coffee is apparently not that great. It's okay, but it's not sort of high-end coffee. Um, it's just good coffee, I would say. But because customers believe in their mission, their brand and their story, they want to support the cause and this is why they are successful, or at least it's believed to be the reason. And they stand out against similar businesses. Think about how many people are selling coffee. You know, it's it's not anything special, it's not anything different. It's all about the branding and it's all about the marketing. So the specifics of their coffee come second place to who they are as a business. They talk a lot about who they are, what they stand for, why they employ veterans, why they support veterans, why they give money to veteran charities. And then at the bottom, a little bit about the coffee. So they are a brand which people are happy to support because they believe in what they do and they want to, you know, help them out, essentially. So um, they've actually, um, if you actually look on the Amazon USA um listing for this particular company so it's the black rifle coffee company in the us and um, you will see a lot of the content a lot of the detail that they put into a listing so if you want to have a look on there you'll be able to see that i have written a blog post about this topic which will be going live um this week hopefully but it's this kind of idea that it doesn't really make much sense for me to read it all out to you so essentially branding is everything so think about nike do they sell the base foot the best foot the best footwear, the best sportswear, whatever it is. Um, not not particularly, you know, it's, it's generally quite cheaply made. It's nothing special. Um, you know, it looks nice, don't get me wrong, but um, but it's not it's not amazing. They have a brand, though. They have one of the strongest brands available in the world today. 
Um, and the reason they're so, so, so successful is because they protect their branding. They don't let any, just anybody sell their products. They're very careful about, you know, um, people who copy their brands, copy their products and all that kind of thing. So, but, uh, you know, think about it. When was the last time you heard Nike talk about trainers or sportswear? They just don't. They talk about lifestyle, beating adversity, being the best. Their brand is all about lifestyle, empowerment and mindset. Products are never, ever discussed. They don't promote when a new set of trainers come out. They don't have to because they have enough people following their brand or wanting to wear the same kind of products that they've got leading sports stars wearing. And that has become second nature for them. So it's it's the whole thing about the analogy about coffee, isn't it? You know, we we can sell a cup, we can we can have a trader on the street selling coffee for a pound, or we can go and spend three pounds fifty, four pounds in Starbucks for something that's only a little bit better. They're not redefining what the actual product is; they're just redefining their brand and why you know their stuff is so much more important than anybody else's. So we've now come to the end of this um, bit of information about perfect creating this perfect Amazon listing. So I just want to summarise a few points, which I think that people often make mistakes with um, time and time again. Uh, bearing in mind, I spend my life looking at Amazon, looking at e-commerce, looking at different listings and actually doing the listings again for people. That's the same kind of idea, isn't it? So I do offer this as a service. I charge £49 for one listing um, and obviously can negotiate um, book prices when you've got a lot more listings. So that involves going through the whole system of what I've kind of explained today, but obviously um, looking at what you're doing currently and making an improvement based on that. Now, whether that's um, specifically based on your photos or your copy or whatever, I, I rewrite the whole thing and then I actually let you know what I think is wrong with it and, and how you need to go moving forward. Generally speaking, when I've done this for people and I've been doing it for a while, um, they tend to make sales the next day, partly because people aren't using appropriate keywords. The listing doesn't look very good. Nobody's looking at it in great detail. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that actually go into it. But when I when the blog post is published, all my details in terms of how you can contact me will be on the back of that there. Um, but obviously, you know, generally, you know where to contact me. All my details are within the podcast description. You can contact me through Instagram or LinkedIn or, you know, Facebook or any of these other different groups that I run on a day to day basis. So. Um, if you need any help, do get in touch. So the things to avoid when creating an Amazon listing are as follows. Number one, you need to take your time creating this listing. Um, the reason, I, you know, I probably spend about an hour or so, which is why it costs about £49 per listing, because there's a lot to research, there's a lot to think about. You think about your keywords, your competitor, your, uh, you know, niche and your marketing and your copy and all the things that you're trying to put across to your customer. You know, the thing we don't have is the touchy-feely thing that we have when we go into a shop, into a shop or a, a supermarket. We can't look at the quality of something or, you know, look at the ingredients and think, mm, do I really want to buy that or do I not? Um, you've, you've got to look at, all you've got to go on is really a picture and information. And if any of those areas are lacking or, you know, it just doesn't look very good or it's not convincing, then people are just going to move away, click on the next product, aren't they? And therefore, you're not going to get that sale. So that's something that's to really, really think about. And to take your time as well. That's really important because most people are just kind of like knocking up a listing. Oh, yeah, I need to get this done. Right. I'll just write something and do that. But, but that is actually the most important part. That first bit is the most important, along with your photos, along with your descriptions and your copy and the words that you're using and, and just you know treating this like a business and actually working with it at each stage. OK. Number two, so a well-written uh, listing will be more important than any 
amount of PPC will be for you. If you don't provide enough information, adequate sales copy or decent product photos, there's little to no chance of a sale being made. So that's the same thing. You know, a really well written listing is so important because if it's a bad listing and you're still throwing money at it through a a pay-per-click campaign on Amazon, it's not going to do any good. You can throw all the money in the world and it will not rank still because it's just not showing core information that anybody believes or or is, is trusting of, really. So that's the main thing. Uh, number three, quality control. So check for spellings, grammar, syntax, etc. If this is sloppy, what does it say about your product? First impressions really do count. You know, people are going to think, oh, if they can't even write that properly, then what's their product going to be like? It just doesn't give people... Um, a great impression, does it? So number four, finally, so regularly review your listing. Um, it's not a set it and forget it kind of tool. So the needs of your customers are going to change over time, as will different seasons, events, and also your competitors as well. You need to be changing up those keywords often, monthly preferably, even if you're just deleting a couple and replacing them um, in a different place or a different the odd different word as well, um, but it's, it's to be considered. So uh, also think about alternating new photos, using new key search terms, monitor your competitors. Um, as with all things e-commerce and digital, nothing stays still. You should be in there changing things up quite regularly just because it kind of kickstarts the algorithm as well and it just means that you are current and fresh and amazon can tell that you've changed something so like all right they changed something right okay let's move that one up here and you know that's the kind of consensus of how it tends to work so think about this podcast uh, like I say it will be in written form um, on the um, blog this week um, and I'm aiming to do um, YouTube videos or IGT videos in association with all the points raised that way all the information is accessible to everybody in different formats because I know people access this kind of content in different ways so um, that is the idea behind it so if you want to download um, the actual written document from the blog then there's going to be a link to do that as well um, or just have a listen through this again equally and um, get in touch if you need some help even if you don't want me to do the actual listing for you I can offer um, key terms and advice and uh, help you out if need be so until next time I shall see you then thanks a lot bye bye mm-hmm.